We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Wednesday. It's March 8th. If you're hanging out with us on Tuesday night over there on YouTube, welcome. Hope everyone is having a fantastic Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. Joined today by my good buddy Keith Eiser, Eyes819, filling in, pinch hitting tonight. So we hope that Timothy Buell starts to feel a little bit better. He's uh he got he got the uh he got the night off. He's not feeling the best, so um, we'll we'll hope he gets better. And uh, appreciate you following in here, Keith. And uh, what's happening, my friend? Yeah, hopefully Tim gets to feeling better. Um, happy to step in and and talk some hoops with you. We had a, a wild slate on Tuesday, um, kind of a preview of what the rest of this NBA season is going to look like. I think just amazing amounts of value, all kinds of injury situations, teams resting, all kinds of guys, crazy value. Um, Steph Curry was my fade. You were talking about the three pointers. Um, and boy, Steph came down and just kind of shoved it down my throat. He started eight of nine. I think he made 10 three pointers in the game. So good for Steph. Um, that, that one didn't work out so well for me. Yeah. I mean, a lot of like weird, like not weird, but a lot of like plays that we weren't expecting to do well, did well kind of slate. So like you kind of said, this is this is going to be one of those like times of the year where it's like, all right, you know, what's going to happen? Um, so, yeah, I mean, Tim Hardaway, someone that hasn't done anything in like a month, absolutely smashing tonight. So you're going to have Gordon like random guys. What's that? Gordon Hayward was another one. Yeah, but he's um, at least been playing good recently. It's not like it's a huge shocker. Yeah. 
I mean, but yeah, Jaden Ivy smash too. Like just some random random stuff. I, granted, Detroit had nobody playing. Um, but yeah, yeah. Some, some random guys up at the top of the leaderboard tonight for sure. We get back at it. Six games. Um, break it down like we normally do here. Seven games. Sorry, not six. Um, just trying to be optimistic. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, seven games slate. So let's jump right in. We get started here. Atlanta at Washington. This game is currently at a 233 total. Hawks, a three to four point favorite, depending on where you're looking. As far as the injury report here, um, Washington second in the back-to-back. Atlanta, nobody on the injury report night before. Monte Morris did not play on Tuesday against Detroit. I don't know if that was um, a back-to-back situation. They said it was a back injury. Um, But, yeah, I mean, what is it? It's six games now or five or six games for him. Um, They did say he was, like, starting to get close, but he's missed, I think, I think it's five. Might be six games now, but uh, he's been out. Let's go Atlanta first. Uh, what do you like here for the Hawks? Atlanta's always a tough team for me. I do like the matchup against Washington, um, and the pricing looks pretty good. Like, we've seen Trey Young up in up near 10K a lot of times this year. He's down to 8,800. I don't hate shots on him. Um, and DeJounte Murray is cheap as well, 7,700. Two guys that are, have been tough to play this year just because they eat into what we've seen from – each of them historically, but this matchup and these prices, I think you can take shots on, on either one of them. Um, Murray's been playing a little bit better than Trey recently, I would say. Um, he, he's cheaper, so I probably lean to, to Dejounte slightly over Trey, but both of them in play. Um, Capella, we've seen have a couple of good games with the new coaching staff. This in his last game, he was back above thirty minutes, which is always nice to see. If we can get another 30 minutes out of Capella, I don't mind this this spot for him at all. Um, that, that's probably about it. The rest of the guys in the 4Ks is tough. Like The, the price on John Collins is ridiculous. He's down to 4100 but he just has not been producing anything. So just, even though he's way cheaper than we're used to him seeing him, just can't play him right now with the, with the production that we're seeing there. Yeah, I think overall looking at Atlanta – Trey DeJounte, your your ceiling guys. I mean, Trey's price is now under 9K. Um, he really hasn't had like that big game, but he's capable of like 70 plus fantasy point games. So um under 9K on a seven game slate, I think he's in play. DeJounte, if you want to save some money, um definitely agree with that. Capella, the minutes are always the thing. Um, I mean, Washington will likely roll out Gafford and Porzingis. enough minutes where Capella could play 30 minutes tonight. Um, He played a lot of minutes the other night because he was matched up against Bam a lot and had a decent game. Just it's really tough to have smash games against Bam. Bam's really good at defense. Um, Miami plays so slow too. So yeah, I mean, overall, not a ton of interest in Atlanta in this one. I think like those guys are okay. Sadiq Bay at 4,800, I think is okay. Um, He's he's like under 5K, and he's been playing like 30 minutes. I think he's over 32 minutes in three of his last five games. So um, I, I think Bay is interesting in this spot. On the Washington side, I mean, obviously the first thing we'll have to do is see like who plays, who doesn't play. Um, they played back-to-back what, earlier this week, right? 
um, or the, the weekend. They they played a recent back to back. Porzingis um, played in that back to back. Beal played in that back to back. Um, so I, I mean, I I would assume that these guys play. Kuzma sat the second end of the back to back the other night. So let's see what Washington does. Um, what are your initial thoughts here on Washington? Yeah, I definitely think they we could see the rest situation here for like, Kuzma. I would say is the one who's at the most risk of risk of sitting. He's been dealing with that knee injury. Um, has been carrying a questionable questionable tag for at least a week now. Um, he did play through it Tuesday night, but I would not be surprised if Kuzma sat. Um, if Morris is out again, Beal has been absolutely smashing without him, filling up this the stat sheet, scoring a bunch of points. Um, matchup against Atlanta is not something I'm terribly concerned about. So Beal at 8,100, he's in play as long as Morris sits for me, even if Kuzma is in and, and Porzingis too. Um, he's just playing, been playing really well lately. I was on more Porzingis Tuesday night than Beal, and Porzingis didn't quite get there. Beal smashed, so I'll, I'll probably switch that up for this slate here um, and just lean on the recent performance of Beal. DeLon Wright, the price tag is kind of adjusted to this situation without Morris. Probably don't need to go there. Gafford's price is, is about right as well, so probably just Beal for me unless we get a bunch of guys resting here. All right, we got Portland at Boston. 229.5 total here. Celtics, a 10.5 point favorite. On the injury board for the Celtics, Gallinari's out. Um, Robert Williams is out, and Pritchard is questionable. On the Portland side, Nurkic is questionable. Simons is already out, and Winslow is out. So uh, we'll be paying attention to the Nurkic news. What are your thoughts here on the Trailblazers? Yeah, I mean, it's Damian Lillard, right? Um, w- without Simons, he just has a massive ceiling. Um, we saw the the big triple-double in the last game. Obviously, a really difficult matchup here. He's priced up, but I just I don't care the way he's been playing here recently. He has the capability of smashing any slate. Um, he's not my favorite spin on the slate by any means because of the matchup, but he, he can certainly still get it done. So uh, definitely some Lillard. Cam Reddish has been playing really well. Also, 4,700 is, is fine for what he's been doing recently, even in a tough matchup. I probably don't get up to Grant in this situation, especially not if Nurkic makes it back. Um, just 7,300 tough matchup. Don't don't see a ceiling there for him. Nurkic, I'd be concerned about the minutes if he plays. So I think Lillard and, and Reddish should be the two, two trailblazers I'm looking at. Yeah, I don't have much more to add. Those are the two guys that I have written down as well. Um, Lillard just seven game slate. Um, if we look at like the last like two weeks, Lillard's usage is higher than anybody else on the slate. Um, so I mean, just kind of think of that. Like Lucas's unit usage has gone down a little bit, um, because of Kyrie. Jokic's usage is all over the place right now. Um, it's not. It's like he doesn't want to win the MVP, but they're they're winning. I mean, so how do you really complain? I think they've won like four straight. So, um. Yeah, I mean, I I think Lillard, even in a tough matchup like this, the usage just outweighs everything else. So um, definitely interested in Lillard. Definitely interested in Reddish. Boston side of things, um, I mean, everyone coming back here. Brown, 9,100. Monster game um, against Cleveland the other night with Tatum out. They should have won that game, and they didn't. 
or they won that game and they shouldn't have. Um, no, no. You were right first. Yeah, I was right first. Yeah, because yep. Williams missed the free throw, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, thank you, Williams. Um, <laughs> I mean, T- Tatum, I think at ten three, it's an expensive stack if you do that. Um, it'd be interesting to see like what type of value opens up throughout the day to make that work. But I think that's like how you're probably approaching um, Tatum and Lillard is just playing them together and hoping that they smash. Um, the only other thing that I'll add is with Williams out, Al Horford's like 55 and they've been letting him play in the thirties. Super cheap. Um, he's someone that's capable. His price has come up. Um, but I still think there's a little bit of upside there um, with Williams out. So just throwing Al Horford's name out there as well. I liked it a lot more if Nurkic does not play. Yeah, I don't mind the, the Horford call at all. Um, a guy who can grab a bunch of rebounds, give you 15 points or so. So certainly in play at 5,500. Um, Tatum is, is obviously the primary target here. Uh, you talked about the stack with Lillard. Think you you have a ton of upside if the the game goes goes right for you. Um, two slower paced teams, so not the best game environment. But like Lillard's going to play upper thirties minutes. Tatum likely plays upper thirties minutes. So um, there's still upside even at these elevated prices. Just the the stars is what I'm looking at here in this game. Um, I think Brogdon and Smart are okay at their prices. Um, wouldn't kick them out of the lineup, but not going to be priorities for me by any means. All right, so you got Cleveland at Miami. It's a good basketball game. Um, I mean, fantasy-wise, probably not the best game we're going to have on the slate. Two twelve total. Cavs, a one-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Um, injury report-wise, nothing really on the Cleveland side. And then Kevin Love is questionable. Kyle Lowry is out for Miami. Um, so, Keith, sell me on something here. Uh, I mean, we have – Two of the slowest pace teams in the NBA. Miami plays 28th, Cleveland plays 30th. And then if we look at defensive rating, Cleveland's first, Miami's fifth. Um, listen, anything can happen. Anything's possible. We just watched Jalen Brown just absolutely smash the other night against Cleveland. Butler's 8,700. Um, Bam is 8K. Like, I I got nothing. Like, I was looking through this game before um, we jumped on here and, like, this is the third – I think this, this is the third time they've played each other this year. Butler's averaging under 40 fantasy points. Mitchell's averaging under 40 fantasy points. Um, Bam, I think, is at like 34 or 35. I got nothing in this game. Um, am I missing something, or are you kind of on the same wavelength here? I'm absolutely on the same wavelength. Um, just not a great game environment. Like Maybe you chase a ceiling from Mitchell – um, not a guy that I've played a ton of recently, but he finds that 60 fantasy point ceiling every now and again. He's priced up at 9,300. Don't love the matchup here, so probably not getting there. Miami, I have zero interest, so I'm I'm right there with you. Um, maybe a deep tournament shot on, on Mitchell, and I would run that back with maybe Bam. Um, Cody Martin is cheap and, he, and played well in his last game. But yeah, there's there's nothing to like here. Um, just a really tough game environment. Two two great defenses. Yeah, I mean the fantasy points allowed per game. Miami is 29th and Cleveland's 30th. They, I mean, it's just it's not the spot you want to attack. Like these are the two teams that like when they're facing other teams, they're like, eh. The fact that they're facing each other, it's just 
I think if you're you're playing this game, you're doing it in large field tournaments, and you're doing it as like a game stack, and just saying, hey, this game's going to be uber competitive. It has a chance to go OT. It's going to be, you know, guys playing 35 plus minutes, and you're just hoping that like the studs perform. Um, but overall, I mean, I think that's the only way in DFS that I'm approaching this this game. Um, I just there's nothing that I love here in this Cleveland Miami game. So. We're going to move on. We got Dallas at New Orleans. 230 total. Mavericks a two-point favorite. Um, Dallas second end of a back-to-back. We'll wait and see if anybody sits. Uh, Alvarado, Nance, Williamson still out for for New Orleans. Um, I kind of think everyone plays for Dallas in this spot. I don't – I mean, looking at, like, recent double or back-to-backs, I would assume. The only thing is, like – because of like injuries and like how they've fallen, like Luca has not played a back-to-back um, since like the beginning of the season. I think it was like, or like December was his like last back-to-back. It was December 5th and 6th. So if he were to sit, Kyrie is just someone we're playing a lot. Um, not the best matchup in the world, but if, if Luca's no go, then I think Kyrie is a fantastic play. Talk to me about the maps. Yeah, Kyrie is somebody I was on heavy on on Tuesday night, um, having another good game there against the Jazz. The Jazz were actually able to keep that one close. So um, even if Luca's in, I have a little bit of interest in Kyrie. He's just been playing excellent since he came over to to Dallas. So going to keep on that. Um, Luca, the arrival of Kyrie has kind of hurt his ceiling. He started off really hot Tuesday night, but – Coming down to the end of the game, looks like he's going to finish right around 60 fantasy points again, which, I mean, at 11-8, almost 12K, 60 is not really enough on a seven-game slate. I don't know that I spend up to him. You talked about the matchup. The Pelicans have been good on defense. Um, so I, I would definitely just – we talked about it yesterday. Just take the savings down to Kyrie. He's pr- been producing almost as much as Luca has. So – um, I think we have to take note of this Hardaway game. I'm not certainly not expecting it to uh, to happen again, um, but I've really been surprised by the the lack of a third option here. And it's just because Kyrie and Luca do so much that there really hasn't been a third piece that's been able to get there in the few games they've played together. But Hardaway seems like the logical guy. Um, Bullock did leave this game with an injury, so if he sits again, I think that just solidifies Hardaway's minutes. Don't love shooters on back-to-backs, but 4,600, I, w- I wouldn't hate a shot on Hardaway. Yeah, not only did Bullock leave, when he left, um, Justin Holiday came in and played quite a yep. bit of minutes. I think he ended up at like, I think it was like 28 the last time I checked. So I don't know if he's, like, yeah, he's finishing out the game. He's at 30 minutes. He's on the court finishing out the game, having a really stellar game, 11-2-2 um, type of game. And that's fine at 3,100. So just something to kind of watch. It was a quad injury for Bullock. I, I doubt he plays on the second end of a back-to-back if he only played four minutes and left and did not come back on um, Tuesday night. So pay attention to this. I think I need to see Justin Holiday in the starting lineup for me to play him. Because, um, I, I mean, you just if he's in the starting lineup and you think that he's just going to play Bullock's minutes, Bullock plays 35 minutes a night. Um, you know, if he gets 30 minutes here at – what is he, 3,200 on DraftKings? So pay attention to this one. Um, it's definitely a potential value play situation because 
I mean, everyone's going to want it to be Josh Green, and Josh, like Josh Green, just sits on the court, um, plays defense, sits on the court, just not a high usage guy. Holiday will get some shots up. So, uh, New Orleans side of this game, you know, we talked about this yesterday. We'll talk about it again today, just in case you didn't listen. Um, appreciate you do listening, though. Dallas is not the same defensive team as they were, um, you know, pretty much all season. You know, Finney Smith being gone is huge defensively. Is there like Brandon Ingram is someone that I like loved the other night against Sacramento. Absolutely smashed in the first half and didn't do anything in the second half. That was frustrating. Um, CJ McCollum, I, I I keep saying it. I'm probably sick of hearing me say it, but I really do think the wrist is a thing. Um, Valanciunas came back and played really sound. Uh, 32 minutes, had a double-double, 40-plus fantasy points. His price is kind of in that range. And I think that's it. Oh, Richardson's expected to play. So, I mean, that is something to kind of note minutes-wise. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Pelicans? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really Ingram is, is my priority here. Um, oh. Like you said, played really well in the first half and the last one. <laughs> struggled down the stretch. Um, but he, he's just been the guy that has the ceiling here recently. 8,400. He's just, he feels a little bit underpriced, like four or $500 is all, but um, enough to where, especially if I'm, I'm playing some Kyrie on the other side, I, I'm looking for a run back here. Dallas is no longer a team that we're afraid of. Um, I've, I'm going to fire up some Ingram. McCollum's kind of started to come out of it for a little bit. It looked like he still didn't shoot great, but he he scored over 20 points in back-to-back games and then had a great matchup against Sacramento and fell off again. So I'm kind of still in wait and see mode on CJ. Definitely prefer Ingram. Uh, the return of Richardson kind of takes away all these, and Valanchunas too. It's tough to play guys who we had been, like Trey Murphy. We played a couple of slates. Herb Jones has been in play. None of those guys are really viable anymore with, with Richardson coming back. I think Richardson's the guy I'd take shots on if I was looking in this range, uh, but don't really love any of them. All right. We keep going here. We got Chicago at Denver. I was on the wrong tab, so I'm going to delay for a second. 229 total. The Nuggets an eight-point favorite in this one as far as the – Injury reports go here on the Chicago side. Green is out. Ball remains out. That's really it. Uh, Denver side, Michael Porter Jr. probable. And that's really it. So, um, oh, Kankar is questionable for Denver. Go Chicago first. Is Vooch? Okay, listen. I don't love this matchup against Jokic. But is Vooch finally at that price point where we're like, all right, you know, this is a guy that was 9K a week and a half ago. Um, 7,900, tough matchup, but the price just was like, all right, all right. Um, listen, when the, the Chicago Bulls are all healthy, it's really tough to, like, pinpoint which one you want to play. I think the matchup, matchup-wise, the Rosen has the best matchup. What are your thoughts on Chicago? Yeah, tough team here. Like, the, the matchup scares me on Vooch. The price is attractive. Still not sure that I get there, though. Um, just don't see him really having a ton of success here against Jokic. DeRozan has been just struggling. Um, Levine has been the guy finding the ceiling more often. He's now the most expensive, which is, which is definitely not what we've seen all season long. I still think I prefer Levine here. Um, 
one of these guys generally gets there, but they like they just switch on and off. It's been Levine more recently. I probably just just stick with the trends here, and and Levine would be my target. Um, I don't. Know, maybe I get talked into some Vooch at seventy nine hundred. It it is a really attractive price, but matchup is tough. I know Vooch hasn't had a fifty burger in a month, uh, Richie. I'm just saying that I know the games that he's capable of. He's capable of like 15, 15 games. Um, he's capable of getting defensive stats. So he just at this price point, you know, this is a guy that had a twenty eight seventeen game like a month ago. Like he's he's capable of monster games. Tough matchup. Maybe we put it on the shelf. We look at it again next time Chicago plays, but the price for Vooch is there. Um, Denver side, or really quick, um, large field tournaments, if we don't have a lot of value open up, I don't mind taking some shots on Pat Beverly. That's all I'm going to say. There's no rhyme or reason to it. He's playing minutes. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's all I got. Denver side of this one. I mean, listen, there's no like, oh, his usage is insane and all. Like, it is no. Um, it's not that. I'm not going to try to make anything up. I'm just saying if we don't get a ton of value today that he's cheap and he's been playing around 30 minutes. Minutes equal opportunity. He's going to start. Caruso is going to start at the two. He's not a huge usage guy, um, but he is someone that is very capable of having big assist games. He's someone capable of getting three to five assists or steals in a game. So um, that's my rhyme or reason. I talked way more about Patrick Beverly than I wanted to. We're going to Denver. Uh, tough matchup for Jokic. Like Vooch is still a good center defensive, like defensive center. I don't know if I would have Jokic at the top of my list as far as like spend ups on this slate. Um Jamal Murray's been playing consistently good. It's a seven-game slate. Raw points matter a little bit. Um, Aaron Gordon had a monster game the other night. I'm not going back to that for sure. Uh, yeah, um, Denver is tough for me in this spot. Like, this whole game, like, I know we kind of crossed off Cleveland-Miami, but I honestly I don't have a ton of interest in this Chicago-Denver game either. Yeah, I mean, you can always play Jokic, but not the best spot. You talked about his usage. Um like he's just been kind of distributing more. Um, like we haven't seen those 25 point games from him here recently. He's been in the teens each of the last three, four of the last five. Like he's just not shooting the ball as much. Um, it's tough to pay those these 
premium price tags for him, especially in tough matchups. The Bulls play pretty slow. They've, they've improved greatly on defense as the seasons went along. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'd save the money and go down to Murray before I, I spend on Jokic. Um, if MPJ sits, I don't really expect him to. It's, it was an illness, and he played through it on, what, Monday night? Um, so MPJ probably in, but if he were to sit, that, that might change my stance on Jokic. Uh, maybe he, he decides he needs to shoot the ball more with one of their, their best scorers on the sidelines. Um, but MPJ in, I probably don't get to a ton of Jokic. Another guy I'm looking at if MPJ sits is Bruce Brown. He's really cheap, 3,800. He probably steps into the starting lineup for him. Um, could certainly play some Bruce Brown if, if MPJ sits, but probably Murray is the only guy I really have much interest in here if, if MPJ plays. All right. Okay, see you at Phoenix. Now we're, now we're talking. 234 total. Uh, the Suns, I think, favored by uh, a house. Um, <laughs> it's like 15. I think it's 13, actually. Um, Denver, or we just talked about Denver. OKC, second in the back-to-back. Phoenix, um, Shamit's out. That's really it. So we'll have to kind of see on the Thunder. Because, I mean, I would assume, like, I would assume Poku sits. Um, I would assume that, oh, they already said Jalen Williams will not play. So I we know. They- I think they said SGA will not play also. I thought I saw that notification. Yeah, he, he will sit against the Suns. So, yep. uh, yeah. Um, let's just go right into it, Keith. Let's talk Thunder. No SGA, no Jalen Williams, no Shamit, um, no Poku. I, he's he's getting close. They, they sent him to the G League to get some minutes. Um, so he's getting close, but don't expect him back here. Thunder, one of the toughest teams to figure out. Um Josh Giddy's usage should be really high in this game. Dort 6K. They weren't messing around with his price on this one. Um, Isaiah Joe, 4,400, probably plays if this game gets ugly, doesn't come off the floor. So I think my mindset is like, I don't like to try to predict blowouts, but the flip side of it is maybe this is where I'm taking shots on, on guys like Sarge and like Isaiah Joe, guys that are not coming off the floor and just hoping that, this game does get out of hand and these guys get like 25 plus minutes. Yeah. Like spending like Phoenix is a great defensive team. I mean, we haven't seen a ton of them, th- this version without bridges and, and plus Durant, but I, I think they're still going to be pretty solid defensively. Um, it's also a back to back for Oklahoma city. I know Giddy smashed, smashed Tuesday night. I'm not sure that I want to pay 7,600 in a tough matchup on a back to back with no real supporting cast around him. So I, I agree with you. I'm looking cheap here, and I think there is, I don't know, six or seven guys that are in play. The Thunder rotation is is not easy to figure out. Because there is no rotation. Let's just right. yeah, say they all how just kind it of is. play There's 25 no minutes. Yep. Yeah. Yep, you're absolutely right. Um, Isaiah Joe at 4,400, definitely in play. He should get his mid-20s minutes. Um, Jalen Williams had a pretty decent game. The center Jalen Williams, who will be playing in this game, 3,700, don't hate shots there. You mentioned Saric. He's probably my favorite of the bunch. Um, if he can see mid to upper 20s minutes, 3,400. He's a guy who can shoot a little bit, can rebound. Um, probably the guy I have the most interest in. Wiggins, we saw jump into the starting lineup. He's 3,500. Um, if we can get 30 minutes out of him, not a huge producer. But with SGA off the floor, there's going to be so many more shots available 
Um, Wiggins should see an increase in usage from what he saw Tuesday night. Certainly don't mind him. It gets tough after that. Um, yeah, I mean, those. I, I think Joe, Sarich, Williams, Wiggins, probably in that order, those four cheapies are, are what I'm looking at here. I think Dang is another one. Someone just mentioned it in, in YouTube chat as well. It's probably him or Sarge or maybe both of them getting 25 minutes in this one. So just throwing that name out there as well. Yep. Good call. He, he did see 19 minutes on, on Tuesday. So Phoenix, I don't think I can play Paul, Aiden, Booker, Durant in this game. And it has nothing to do with matchup. Um, it was awesome to see Kevin Durant play 40 minutes the other night. He's good to go. Um, but with that said, like Devin Booker had a monster game again, like another really big game. And if we think back when Devin Booker has had another usage guy playing with him, like he's getting these looks and he plays good. So I don't know, man, I think Phoenix is a team that is a serious threat to win the championship now. Um, I I mean, I mean, that's not like a hot take or anything. They were already a top five team in the West, but I think that, they have the firepower to win a championship. Um, I mean, the biggest drawback is their bench is kind of shallow, but in the playoffs, you can play four or five guys, big minutes, and it doesn't matter as much. But um, what are we doing with Phoenix in this spot? Yeah, I'm very concerned about blowout. Um, massive spread already probably grows by the time this game tips off, I would think. Um I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I, it's hard to pay up for a guy like Booker or Durant if they're only going to see three quarters. Like we, we saw it with Embiid Tuesday night. Like he he's absolutely smashed, but then he only played 28 minutes. He didn't get his fourth quarter run, and he just like you can't win a tournament with that. You you need the full run. So yeah, Booker probably smashes while he's out there in this one. But I am concerned a little bit about blowout. Probably don't get there much. Um, I'd be looking to save some money. Um, on, I'm not playing Chris Paul at like, I just don't think that he's going to shoot much on this team. That's part of what makes this team work is Paul is, is willing to distribute to, to Booker and Durant and even Aiton and just be the distributor rather than a scorer here. Um, I think you can look at some of these three K guys and hope that this game gets out of hand and somebody like Terrence Ross, who will generally see <laughs> 18 to 20 minutes can, can jump into the mid twenties minutes here. He's 3,100. Um, Tory Craig, not, like he's not a big usage guy, maybe not there. Payne's been dealing with injury. So like of the guys, I think Terrence Ross, maybe Damian Lee just might see a little bit of extra run might, might be enough for one of these Phoenix three K guys to, to outscore some of the three K guys on the, on the other side of this game. And that'd be a huge advantage because the, like Aaron Wiggins, if he's starting is going to come in massively owned and nobody's playing somebody like Terrence Ross or, or Damian Lee. So I like that for tournament pivots. The Human Torch, Terrence Ross. Um, 
Man, I've watched, I watched him over the years just have some insane games and make some insane shots with the Magic. Um, I would be really excited to see him win a championship because he's a cool dude. Um, girlfriend? I don't know if it's his girlfriend or wife. I don't know if he's married, but she's really funny. Um, I've met her a couple times um, with the Magic games. But anyway, anyway, um, I think like my favorite play would probably be Aiton. And it's just no one on the Thunder can stop him. And if the game does stay remotely close, he's cheap enough where he can kind of just do his thing. But yeah, I mean, if you're if you're playing this game to stay close, which I, if you're doing that in large field tournaments, it's not it's not the craziest thing. Um, I think you're playing Josh Giddy and running it back with like a Booker, and just hoping the game goes close. Thunder, they're a pesky team too, but they're on the second end of back to back, no SGA. Big difference if SGA is playing in this game. I think that we're way more in, enticed on taking shots on Durant and uh, Booker and Aiden and these guys. It's just with SGA out, it's just it's really tough, really tough to see this game stay close. All right, we finish it out. Raptors, Clippers, 229 total. Clippers, a four-point favorite in this one. On the Clippers side of thing, Norman Powell is out. And then on the Raptors side of things, Otto Porter Jr. is out. So pretty much the same rotations that we've had here recently for both of these teams. We'll go to Toronto first. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Raptors? We talked about it with Dallas. They're a completely different team since the addition of Kyrie Irving. These Los Angeles Clippers are the exact same situation with Russell Westbrook in the fold. They have been awful on defense since the addition of Russell Westbrook. Toronto is cheap. I know Siakam has been struggling a ton lately, but he's down to 8,500. We've paid almost 10K for Siakam before. I don't hate shots on it. It's not my favorite play. My favorite play is Fred Van Vliet. 8,400 is way too cheap. Russell Westbrook on the other side. I think Fred Van Vliet absolutely smashes in this spot. Um, Jakob Pertl is a guy that we've seen play over 30 minutes with this Toronto team. He's 6,600. Certainly um, will need him to – they have Zubach and Plumlee on the other side. I would not be surprised to see Jakob Pertl play 32 minutes, 34 minutes in this game. He can smash it with those minutes at 6,600. Um, even OG and, and Trent are cheap at 5,900 and 5K. This Toronto team might be my my favorite spot of the entire night. Yeah, I like this game. This game, I mean, there's there's plays on both sides of this game that I like. I like the Fred Van Vliet call um, a lot. I don't mind Podol. Um, gosh, it's Siakam's ceiling is what you're looking at here. Uh, he put up 57 fantasy points against this team when they played earlier this year. So, like, he's capable – of big games. Um, so I, I definitely don't mind like 8,500 for him. So yeah, I mean, taking shots on one or two of these guys running it back here on the Clippers side with um, like, dare I say, you know, taking some shots on Westbrook, um, you know, taking some shots here on Kawhi or Paul George. Uh, I mean, Kawhi and George have similar ceilings. So just, I mean, that for me is just taking shots on the ownership game. Like which one we project to come in lower owned. I'll play that one. And I think the ceilings and the matchup is very similar for both of those guys, but Westbrook at 7,200, I think is okay. Um, the question is like, do we think Zubox minutes come back here? 
you know, he came back and he played uh, with the calf um, after missing a few games. Do we think like he gets back up into that like 28 to 32 minute range? Because 5,600 is a really fair price tag for him in this matchup. Um, I, I don't hate that. Yeah, I, I could see 28 minutes again for sure. Um, I don't know that 32 with Plumley there. I just I don't see him getting above 30 very often. Um, but I, I don't mind him at 5,600. If we, if we can see 28 minutes, agree completely with your Kawhi, uh, Paul George takes like they're kind of the same play, just mix and match them. I certainly would not play them together, but it would not surprise me one bit if either one of them found a 60 point fantasy game in this spot. Um, Russ at 7,200 in play for me as well. Um, always has triple double upside has been playing over 30, 30 minutes the last couple of games. And I, I know that. I think Kawhi sat one and PG sat the other, but still should see at least 28 minutes in the spot. Um, Norm Powell out. I think you can take shots on somebody like Eric Gordon. Not comfortable, but he's actually carving out a pretty decent role here for this team. Um, Like, don't mind that at all at 4,600. Morris is really cheap too. I don't know that I, I get there. It feels like he's the guy that's kind of been pushed to the side a little bit. Um, but man, 3,500 for Marcus Morris is, is crazy to look at, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is probably the game that I'll have the most like game stack exposure to. And I, I like several pieces from both sides here. All right. Let's play the morning grind game. And then we will get out of here. Favorite play under 5k to go seven X. Who do you got today? Uh, I'm going to go Dario Saric. I think he has a good shot to play upper twenties minutes here. Don't love the matchup against Phoenix, but with no SGA, no Jalen Williams, there's going to be plenty of shots available. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate that at all. Um, I'm going to go Sadiq Bay. Like, probably not getting 7X, but I like him to get 6 plus X. Um, I know the question is to try to get 7X, but honestly, I don't really love anything right now. I mean, Isaiah Joe, ceiling-wise, maybe – Justin Holiday, maybe if he's in the lineup or like in the starting lineup. Um, but as of right now, I think that Bay is really interesting for tournaments. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Give me Jimmy Butler. Tough matchup against Cleveland. Uh, we talked about that just being a really tough game environment. 8,700, probably too much in the spot. Yeah, I'm going to go Donovan Mitchell. Um, I mean, same. This game's just, uh, yeah. I mean, he's in two games against Miami this year. He's averaging 35 fantasy points. He's five for 20 from three and 11 for 29 shooting on the season. He's shooting around 47 to 48%. He's shooting 38% against this team. Uh, Good defense. Favorite six X play. Who do you got? Fred Van Vliet against the fighting Russell Westbrooks. Um, I just, I don't think the field will adjust enough to like we talk, we think about the, the Mavericks and the Clippers and teams like that as good defensive, slow paced teams, but that the reality is they are not those teams anymore. Um, love this spot for Fred Van Vliet. Think he's going to be a little bit lower on than he should be. Yeah. I like that call. I think that is a super solid call. Um, I don't like, I don't have anybody that I'm like, Oh, I love this guy today. Like I don't have that guy. Like I, I like a lot of plays today. So, I, I mean, think i think it's ingram again dallas is just not the same team defensively brandon ingram is capable of big games i like his chances to have a big game here 
Um, hopefully he just plays the second half as good as he plays the first half tonight. So uh, give me give me B.I. Let's get weird GPV play of the day. Who do you got? I'm going to take a $3,100 Terrence Ross against Oklahoma City. I'll, hey I'll probably probably play this game to blow out. And a guy like Terrence Ross can can put some points in the bucket in a hurry. 3100 OKC. I like it. You do not get the name Human Torch for no reason. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Justin Holiday. Like This might actually end up being someone that gets some ownership throughout the day. But give me Justin Holiday at 3,200. I don't think Bullock plays, and he was closing the game for Dallas, so I wouldn't be shocked if we see him in the starting lineup today. Uh, any pick em plays or any bets that you're liking here today? Nothing really was standing out. Um, just trying to see. I'm seeing a 12.5 on this um, Suns-Thunder game. I just I don't see any way Oklahoma City keeps this game close. So give me Suns minus 12 and a half. I think that number probably grows a little bit as we head up to tip off. Um, I think Phoenix probably wins this one by close to 20. Atlanta, Washington, Bet MGM right now has this game at 223 and a half. That seems really low. Um, FanDuel has it at 233. So it's like a 10 point difference. And this was before we started. I haven't checked to see if it's been updated or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you can get points, bet, 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 MGM, both have it at like two twenty three and a half, two twenty four. I like the over if you can get it at anything under like two twenty five uh, for that one. So that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. Appreciate you again for filling in last minute here. Keith, we'll be back tomorrow talking some more hoops. Hope everyone has a fantastic day. We'll see you then.